Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Clear Cut Sports. I'm your host, Seth. Happy to be with you today on a Wednesday edition, which, of course, you know, means it's the first half of Double Dip, a double header. Another episode coming out later this evening. I was finally able to get a haircut, you know, with things reopening uh, around, you know, around the, around. And man, I, I have taken it for granted that my, sh- I love my short hair. You know, my hair was growing long, you know, because of the pandemic and the coronavirus. But man, it feels good now to have a cut. So I'm, I'm thankful that I'm able to, you know, things are finally opening up. Shout out to all the frontline workers, to all the healthcare professionals who are making this possible. And of course, for everyone who has been social distancing and following the rules, let's keep it up. We're not out of the woods yet, um, but I think <clears throat> we're on the the right track. Uh, you know, heading in the right direction. So keep it up, everybody. But we got a long ways to go. <clears throat> so now, excellent news out of Los Angeles: the Chargers have said they're going to go out and work work out Colin Kaepernick. Which is absolutely amazing. Anthony Lynn uh, has said that the team will work out, you know, Colin Kaepernick, which is great. It's long due. It's long, you know. This is has been coming for a long time, and it's a win-win situation both for the Chargers and for Kaepernick. You know, of course, Kaepernick. It's a win for him because he gets a shot that he's been long, long awaiting. Then uh, he's been long due, you know, since 2016, since we last seen him. But also that his message, um, you know, if you believe in something, you know, you know, keep fighting for it. That I think the message, um, it worked now because he's getting his chance. So I think all of he's saying that all of the hard work that he's put in, you know, it wasn't for nothing. Here he is getting his shot once again. Hopefully he can run with it. I'm wishing nothing but the best for Colin Kaepernick. I'm I'm rooting for him. Uh, hopefully he can, um, you know, we'll see if he makes the team, whether he does or not. Um, it's it's still that, you know, he, he's got his chance. He's back in the practicing, um, working out at least. So absolutely phenomenal. And as for the Chargers standpoint, this is, you know, it's a win for two main reasons. Number one. Um, you know, for, from an image standpoint, they will now be known as the team that first uh, brought back Colin Kaepernick, regardless if he makes the team or not. They can say he's given a fair; they've given him a fair chance um, to make the team. And I think if if you know he doesn't crack the roster, um, that more teams will you know follow in the Chargers and Anthony Lynn's footsteps and you know give him a chance. By the way, Colin Kaepernick is one of the best. 64 uh, quarterbacks in the NFL, Um, you know, 32 teams have a starter and then, you know, 32 more for backups. I would go as far as to say he's one of the 30, one of the best 32 quarterbacks. I'd say he's definitely an easy starter in this league. No doubt about it. So it's about time someone's given him a chance. And, you know, secondly for the Chargers, if you, if, if you said to any GM, you know, here's your football team. Now you can have Tyrod Taylor or Colin Kaepernick. Just from talent-wise, 
I think the vast majority would choose Colin Kaepernick. I know I would. And we're not taking anything away from Tyrod Taylor. He's a great quarterback. He's more of a game manager. Um, he doesn't make mistakes. He always makes the right play. Whereas Colin Kaepernick is more athletic, you know, scrambling out of the pocket. And he has a cannon. He can throw the ball. Well, since we've last seen him in 2016, and it is tough uh, because we haven't seen him play in so long to really, you know, evaluate and say how great, good or great he is. But the last time we've seen him, getting out of the pocket, throwing the deep ball, you know, he can take off and run with it. Whereas Tyrod's more of a dink and dunk uh, screens check down, uh, which still works in the NFL. That's Tom Brady, Mr. Six-Time Super Bowl champion. So, but, you know, overall, I, I would say that Colin Kaepernick is probably the better quarterback. So, for the Chargers, this could be your guy, you know, going forward here. Uh, yes, you just drafted Justin Herbert. You know, you can still groom him in. But if you want to win right now, I would say Colin Kaepernick's your best bet over Tyrod Taylor. So, this is excellent. I absolutely love that this taking place. Here's a couple of tidbits, however. Um, first of all, if the charge, well, if the Chargers had a white head coach, I don't think this would have happened. And it's unfortunate that I have to say that. Anthony Lynn, of course, is an African-American a man. And I don't think a white, um, NFL head coach would be the first to work out Colin Kaepernick. As, un as unfortunate as it is to say that. But I'm glad that Anthony Lynn did this. Absolutely glad because this has been a long time coming. I think if Kaepernick doesn't make the team, that more teams will follow in Anthony Lynn's footsteps to kind of um, to work Colin Kaepernick out, which is great. So props to Anthony Lynn, but if it wouldn't, be a white head coach that would have, you know, made the first move to Colin Kaepernick, in my opinion, which is unfortunate, but I think it is, it is what it is. But now that Anthony Lynn has done this, now other coaches will come around, especially if he looks good in the workouts, which I think he will. Secondly, so, so right now the Los Angeles chart, uh, Los Angeles Chargers have three quarterbacks in the quarterback room. And most teams, you know, in the 52 or three-man rosters, they keep three quarterbacks. You have, you know, of course, Justin Herbert, who who you drafted six overall in the draft this year. Tyrod Taylor, who you just signed this year. And Easton Stick, who you drafted last year in the fifth round. So, you know, in all likelihood the move you would make if you see no future for stick, you would, you know, you know, cut him and then, you know, sign Kaepernick or bring Kaepernick on or however you want to do it. Now you're going to have two of Justin Herbert, Tyrod Taylor and Colin Kaepernick not playing two of them. You know, you would suggest that it would be Herbert and Tyrod Taylor, but then, you know, that's kind of a waste because you signed Tyrod Taylor to be the starter, right? At least to groom, at least for a year to groom Justin Herbert. So now you're kind of in a, and if, you know, if you keep starting Tyrod Taylor, then what did you sign Colin Kaepernick for in the first place? 
So now you've got to make a, you know, you got to make a decision here. Because I don't think you start Herbert this year. I think he's one of the guys you got to groom in a year, maybe two. Unless, you know, the wheels have fallen off and you're, you know, two and two and 13. And then, you know, so you give Herbert, you know, the last game or two or whatever, just to see what he's got and what he's learned. As for right out of the gate, though, I think for winning this year, which the Chargers can because they have a really good roster. I think Taylor or, or you know, maybe now Kaepernick is, is the way to go. So that kind of brings an interesting dynamic to, okay, we have one guy we're going to groom, and now we have two guys that we believe we can win now with. Are we going to stick with these, you know, Tyrod Taylor and Colin Kaepernick? Are we going to stick with both of them? I would suggest no. But you never know in case of injury or something. So it's going to be interesting to see if, you know, Kaepernick does make the team, assuming that, you know, stick, you know, gets cut or to the practice squad. How, what will that bring? Um, who will be playing? You know, will they, you know, how will they make it work? Maybe they'll do something like New Orleans where, you know, you got Taysom Hill and Drew Brees in the field at the same time, that sort of thing. It'll be interesting to see how that works. But all in all, absolutely love the move. Um, hopefully, Cap. I think Kaepernick will have a good showing. Will he make the team or not? I don't know. But either way, I think going forward, this is a huge move in the right direction in this in Colin Kaepernick's um, NFL career. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> unfortunately... And, you know, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but I'd love talking baseball, but not right now. Because of what has taken place over the past, you know, few days, couple weeks. However, it's been it's been a long time coming. Anyways, if I could, you know, sum this up in what has taken place between the ML, MLBPA, the Players Association, and... The owners and the MLB itself, I would say the MLB is digging its own grave. Rob Manfred, um, ladies and gentlemen, the commissioner of the Major League Baseball, a couple of days ago, I think it was five days ago, said he was 100% confident, 100% confident, virtually guaranteeing that there would be a baseball season this year. Great. I'm looking forward to it because I like watching baseball. I'm sure some of you are looking forward to it because you love watching baseball. And uh, honestly, right now, you know, given the times, we'll take what we can get. We got basketball coming up later on. Football is scheduled to start on time, but we're still not clear about that. And we're missing baseball. So great. We'll take whatever we can get. Five days later, which is, you know, today, Manfred, the same man who said there's 100%, you know, he's 100% confident there will be baseball, comes out and says he is not confident there's a ba- there will be a baseball season. So essentially what you're saying is you went from 100% chance to less than 50% chance in five days. What in the Lord's name? could have taken place in these five days, less than a week, to make you shift your judgment about that. 
Like, what could have possibly happened? So either A, you lied about the 100% guarantee, you just wanted to say that to, to keep the fans happy, or B, you were you were being serious about the 100%, but you were oblivious to something that was taking place between the owners and the players, and now you have to go back on your word. What is going on here? Ladies and gentlemen, the, ML, the NBA and the NFL have already distanced itself from the MLB. It has left it in the dust. Uh, you know, ratings and the audience, like, I would I would say that greater percent than 60 percent or more of MLB fans are old folks who kind of grew up because it's America's pastime. The younger the younger audiences is all NBA and, and well mostly NBA and some NFL, but it's all it's, that's all it is. The NFL is has taken over America. The NBA, you know, thanks to you know a lot of its players and LeBron James has made itself a global brand. You turn on sport, you know, ESPN, and you know what's on? Korean baseball. And I'm not taking anything away from Korean baseball. It, it, you know, it's entertaining. entertaining. It's great. But that's how far the MLB has slid down. A lot of the times I see old NBA Finals games on there. And, you know, in the NFL channels, they got that on all the time. MLB? Nope. Korean baseball it is. Apparently, the owners and, you know, MLBPA are far apart in in uh, in their discussions about, you know, the prorated salaries, will they get their full pay, what the schedule will look like. And, you know, it, I don't want to... Cast blame here, <clears throat> but this has got to be okay. First of all, it's probably you know some of both, but I, I think the large majority of it goes with the owners because apparently MLB uh, the players have had enough of this, and you know they have said something along the lines of. Tell us when and tell us where and we'll start playing. What more do you need as a commissioner, as the owners? Tell us when, tell us where. Let's go. We're ready to play. And you're still sitting on your behinds arguing about prorated salaries when last year the MLB made $10 billion. This year will obviously be a lot less, but still, it will still be in the billions. One bad year for all the owners. I think they'll be okay with that. Not okay with it, but I don't think it would hurt them that much. It's depressing. It really, really is depressing. Because I love watching baseball. And I know that, you know, it's not as popular as the NFL and NBA. But still, it it feels like something's missing. And... And, you know, if they miss out on this season, it will be detrimental. And, if you know, apparently there's a chance that the, the owners and will fi- can file a grievance 
the owners in the MLB can file a grievance against the players. And if that happens, look out. That uh, if you are if any owners, if the commissioner, if anybody who for the MLB, if you are listening right now, do yourself a favor, please. Do not file a grievance against the players. Because if you do that, who knows what's going to happen. You will lose all trust whatsoever with the players. It would be a long and drawn out process. And it would be a huge black mark on the MLB. Because going forward in you know future CBA agreements, it's going to be a debacle. Because the players feel like they're being shafted here, which they have the right to do and I think they're probably our right to feel that way. So good luck with any future CBA, you know, collective bargaining, player negotiation agreements or whatever you got lined up. Good luck with that. The MLB, the owners got to pick their pick themselves up here and look long and hard about the situation that is unfolding in front of them because it is not a good one. Let me tell you. <sighs> Can we just get some baseball, please? Anyways. That's this episode of Clear Cut Sports. The first half of a doubleheader. I don't even like saying doubleheader because that's a baseball term. And it makes me think of baseball and how we don't have it. There'll be another episode later this evening. Thanks for tuning in. Till then, stay safe, everybody.